You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Played for five teams over the course of seven years. Now I got a boatload of media gigs and podcasts. Loving life without a real job, if I'm being honest. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Pretty much any platform you're on, I'm on. So are we, at Ross Tucker Pod, for the highlight clips of this show and the others. This is the Fantasy Feast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice every week. Basically, in... 50 minutes, we will let you know the pertinent fantasy decisions that you need to make in every single game. And by we, I primarily mean he, Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com, at FG underscore Dolan on social media. Go to FantasyPoints.com, by the way, and use the code 23 feast. It's already week four. We already have a Thursday night game. It is the Packers. It is the Lions. I'm going to let you give your insight, Joe, before I pick my stud and value play for the week. I think this is a really fun game, uh, Ross, to be completely honest with you. Now, as we sit here, we're still not 100% sure whether or not Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are going to play in this game. There seems to be some optimism. The Packers have got to be absolutely thrilled that they're 2-1. and one. Um, Mostly, well, I'm not going to say mostly because Aaron Jones was great in week one, but completely without the services of Christian Watson. Now, I you start to make observations when you're three weeks into the season. We know one week can be weird, and then you over overcorrect after week two, and then you get to week three, and you're like, all right, now we're starting to get a better feel for what these teams are. Ross, I don't know about you. I don't know how much you've seen of them. And the box scores are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. In, uh, at FantasyPoints.com, he, we have him as second among starting quarterbacks in turnover-worthy throw rate uh, behind only Sam Howe, that being Jordan Love. I have a really good vibe watching Jordan Love play football. I just feel like he's got it. And that doesn't mean he's perfect. That doesn't mean he's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to ruin anybody's day and make them have the worst day at their job. But I think Jordan Love might have the it factor, the dog factor. And that's important for me. He had that scramble in the fourth quarter against the Saints when he brought his team back from a three-score deficit. And he was really fired up after it. And it was like kind of an I'm him kind of moment from him. I am really excited to see what Jordan Love looks like when this team is at full strength. And he might have to do it this week. Because the Lions' run defense was exceptional last week. They gave up just .11 adjusted yards before contact per rush attempt to the Atlanta Falcons, who have Bijan Robinson 
and Tyler Algier. And you saw when Atlanta can't run the football, Atlanta can't move the football because Desmond Ritter does not have that dog in him. He is not it. So the Lions' run defense was exceptional, and A.J. Dillon has not been very good this year. He is averaging just .46 yards before contact per attempt, and I think that's A.J. Dillon's style because Aaron Jones is nearly four times that on the ground this year. So I I think Green Bay needs Aaron Jones back if they want to run the football. If Aaron Jones is not back, I think Jordan Love's going to have to do it in this game. And um, honestly, I'm excited to watch that in primetime on Thursday night. What about when Detroit has the ball? When Detroit has the ball, um, well, we'll see if David Montgomery plays. He's got a thigh injury. You know, Jameer Gibbs got all the opportunities last week. Um, the problem was he only got two targets. Uh, he ran the ball inside between the tackles a lot more than you might have thought he was going to in that game. But I still think the breakout is coming for Jameer Gibbs at some point, Ross. The usage was great last week. Um, but if David Montgomery comes back, we might actually get the Jameer Gibbs we really want, which is the Jameer Gibbs who was getting nine targets in week two. That's the guy we want. Uh, he only had two last week as Detroit really controlled the game. It's, he had um, he had 16 carries. That's all well and good. He hasn't scored his first NFL touchdown yet. But I think it's coming for Jameer Gibbs, who continues to impress me. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Sam Laporta, start him. Like, this kid is having an all-time great start to his tight end career. Start Sam Laporta. The guy has been amazing. He's their number two receiver behind Amon Ross St. Brown, and I think I just uh, I think I just stepped on your toes a little, Ross, judging by your No, reaction. no, that's okay. Um, it's funny that you say that because every week I pick my stud and value plays for DraftKings Daily Fantasy. I think this week it's two value plays. I'm going with Sam Laporta at $4,600. He's been one of the best fantasy tight ends in the league right now. I mean, he's the guy that they're going to a lot. I'm almost gonna, I'm also going to go with Romeo Dobbs, the Packers wide receiver, because I'm skeptical still about Watson. And even if he does play, how effective he is. So I'll take Romeo Dobbs at 4,700, Sam Laporte at 4,600, a couple of value plays this week. Joe, let's move on to the Falcons at the Jaguars. All right. Well, the thing about the Jaguars, Ross, here is people are asking, what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? What's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? What's wrong with Trevor Lawrence? And I asked our, our data charting team to tell me, you know, hey, I don't, I don't have time to watch the All-22. That's what we pay them for. And, well, here's what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence. His receivers are dropping a ton of passes is what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence. Um, Calvin Ridley had a drop for a touchdown. They had that game uh, in week number uh, two against the Chiefs where you saw multiple receivers just not able to drag their toes down in the red zone. And Lawrence has lost a lot of of production just by guys not coming down with catches. Um, our guy Brett Whitefield told me this week, he said Trevor Lawrence has the highest percentage of big-time throws or what we call hero throws at Fantasy Points that have gone incomplete this year. He was the second highest pro football focus graded quarterback of week three, um, but he just had 27 to 40 for 279 and a touchdown and a pick against the Texans because of ill-time drops in massive situations. My guess here is the Jags receivers, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Zay, even Zay Jones, who didn't play in week three. They're all too good for that to continue. 
Um, so uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is a good buy low candidate for fantasy football. Also, um, Travis Etienne, bell cow workload. He's seeding goal line work to tank Bigsby. We do not like that. What about Atlanta? Um, Atlanta got a, uh, a taste of reality uh, in week number two because Detroit shut down Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, and Atlanta could not move the football. Now, here is some bad news. If you're uh, if you're a Kyle Pitts owner, uh, Arthur Smith, Big Artie Smith, Farty Artie Smith, they let Kyle Pitts led the, the Falcons in targets in week number two. Nine, he had five catches for 41 yards, and they lost. Oh, oh, that fantasy football throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts didn't work. We lost the game. No, Arthur Smith, you lost the game because Desmond, Desmond Ritter isn't any good, and the Falcons were able to make you comp- uh, the Lions rather were able to make you completely one dimensional. Ross, you have to keep starting Bijan Robinson. The guy's a dynamic talent. Kyle Pitts' targets and receptions have gone up every week. I mean, good. He still has an average 10 yards of reception. I mean, it's it's just brutal out there. Atlanta, I'm really just praying Atlanta goes to Heineke at some point because at least he's going to give these receivers a chance. John U. Smith's getting eight targets. What are we doing here, man? I just, this offense just, it, it, it pains me to watch it. It pains me to watch it. Are you feeling good about your fantasy draft picks but not sure what to eat? Make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. Yeah, that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. We got the Dolphins at the Bills, Joe. It's a Sunday 1 o'clock game. I couldn't be more excited. This is the best game of the slate. It might be the best game of the season so far. And first and foremost, let's give Miami's offense credit. Against the Chargers in week one and against the Broncos in week three, they looked explosive in two completely different ways. Against the Chargers, they barely ran the football. Two was thrown for 450-plus. And then against the Broncos, the Broncos just gave up and they gashed them on the ground. Um there's a screenshot of one of Devin A-Chain's runs, or excuse me, A-Chan, uh, one of his runs from that game. There are there are just Broncos bodies strewn about the uh, the the gridiron. It looked like a Matthew Brady photo, just like bodies lying on the Gettysburg battlefield. I mean, it was a pathetic defensive performance from the Denver Broncos, and they should be freaking embarrassed, quite frankly, Ross. It, it was the most give up I had ever seen ever by an NFL defense. They did not want to play in that game. Um, The Dolphins, believe it or not, though, are just third in adjusted yards before contact after uh, uh, per rushing attempt this year because a large portion of their rushing yards last week came after contact. The Broncos just simply couldn't tackle. And the Bills have been pretty stingy on the ground, um, allowing the ninth fewest adjusted yards before contact in the NFL so far this year. What that metric is, by the way, in case you're wondering, at FantasyPoints.com, it removes scrambles from the equation. So it does not penalize a defense for giving up a 30-yard scramble um, and not contacting the runner. So it's only on design runs. Well, I don't think Miami's going to have a huge... Uh, the nearly the amount of success they had running the football this week as they did last week. But the question now remains, how can you possibly 
sit Devon Achan or Raheem Mostert after what they did last week. You cannot do it. No, Devon Achan will never have a game like that again in the NFL. If he does, he's on his way to becoming one of the all-time great running backs, okay? And, and I understand people are like, well, you're chasing points. I'm not, I'm not chasing points. I'm chasing the Miami offense if I'm going out and putting up num, putting up fab budget for Devon Achan, okay? I want players in this offense. I want players with this level of speed. Devon Achan has to be a weekly RB2 flex starter until further notice because we see what the upside is. We see what the upside is. Raheem Mostert has an injury history. I mean, this offense is just one that I want pieces of right now. I just anticipate that this is going to be a far more competitive game for the Miami Dolphins. What about the Bills on offense, Joe? Yeah, they're starting to get right. And the thing about the Bills offense that is different so far this year is the fact that they can run the football. James Cook has been exceptional. Miami got crushed on the ground in week one when Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly ran for 208 yards on 32 carries. By the way, Joshua Kelly's gone absolutely nowhere the last two weeks, so maybe that's a little bit of a sign that you can run the ball on Miami. I wonder if Buffalo might make the run game. Now, look, when you have Josh Allen, Josh Allen's going to carry your offense, but I wonder if they might make the run game a significant part of what they do to try to keep two and the boys off the field. James Cook has at least 18 opportunities in every game so far this year. That's bell cow usage in every way except one, and it's a big one. He's not scoring touchdowns. Nonetheless, he stacks up as a strong running back two in this matchup, especially given his passing game chops in the event that this turns into a track meet. The Bills at FantasyPoints.com actually have our number one rush grade of week four, and I think James Cook is in, is due for a big game. When I think Buffalo, I think Labatt Blue Light. It is so delicious. If you want to take things to the next level, Drink some of those bad boys. Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Next game, Joe. 0-3 Vikings, 0-3 Panthers, who did show some signs of life on offense with Andrew Dalton. Yeah, but, I mean, eventually they're going to go back to Bryce Young and potentially as soon as this week. Um, Carolina. The one thing about Carolina in here, we'll, we'll keep we'll – keep it positive here for Carolina. First and foremost, Adam Thielen looks really good. It's an Adam Thielen revenge game. If you buy into that notion, he looks good. Um, Minnesota hasn't been able to stop anybody. Um, the Eagles crushed him on the ground. The Chargers crushed him through the air. So um, pick your poison here for Carolina. Um, maybe it's a better game for Miles Sanders, who averaged just 2.7 yards per carry last week against Seattle. But Adam Thielen has been looking really good. Uh, and I would feel better about him for now with Andy Dalton starting. The one thing about Carolina, I will say, that receiving core needed some speed, and they got it. DJ Chark last week. Um, if you're in a deeper league, I'm not saying run to your waiver wire and pick him up, but you know maybe you missed out on Joshua Palmer on the waiver wire this week. Maybe you missed out on Quentin Johnston, or maybe you missed out on Tank Dell. Go and get go see if DJ Chark is out there. He's a decent number five receiver to have uh, because he provides some speed that the Panthers just do not have uh, with the rest of their receiving group. The other side with the Vikings. So the, the interesting thing that I'm going to watch here. And guess what? Guess what, Ross? What are the Vikings? They're condensed again, baby. Jefferson, 13 targets. Hawkinson, 11 targets. Addison, eight targets. Madison, all the Suns, seven targets. Here is what's to watch. Cam Akers was inactive this week. 
Alexander Madison, if you drafted him, he had the game that you drafted him to have in the box score. He had 20 carries for 93 yards. He had five catches for 32 yards on seven targets against the Chargers this past week. Problem. He had a drop pass, and he had a curious non-fumble with a potential early forward progress whistle in the red zone. Those are the critical mistakes Alexander Madison has made so far this year that likely prompted the Vikings to trade for Cam Akers. I don't think Cam Akers is any great shakes here. Don't get me wrong, but I am wondering whether or not Cam Akers works in liberally here now that he's had a week to get ready in the Minnesota offense. I'd be concerned about Madison. He he is not Dalvin Cook. That has hurt them watching these first few games. And frankly, Ross, not to jump around too much, but Dalvin Cook's not Dalvin Cook, and that's hurt the Jets. They have bigger problems Interesting. Let's get to that soon. But first, we got the Bears hosting (laughs) the Broncos. Another matchup of 0-3 teams, Joe. Uh, Ross, what's your your stance on slasher movies and, like, gory horror flicks? Not into them at all. I'm not into them either, but I'm into this one. Uh, It's October. Uh, I know there's people out there who, and uh, believe me, I'm not making fun of you, but I know there's people out there, my sister being one of them, makes it their entire personality type to be a big Halloween fan. Um, My sister bought one of those 15-foot Jack Skellingtons from Home Depot to put in her her living room to decorate for Halloween. Um, And then there's, I know there's people who watch a different campy horror flick every day in the month of October leading up to Halloween. This is, this game's on October 1st. Those of you who love those horror movies, this is the first one to watch, the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. I am legitimately excited for this game because I something has got to give here. The Broncos' defense absolutely quit. I didn't expect Sean Payton to fire Vance Joseph, and he didn't, but he was completely justified if he wanted to after that game against Miami. They quit, they quit, they quit, they quit. Now, I had somebody ask me, Joe, you're out on Justin Fields. I've been out on Justin Fields. I don't think there was a fantasy site on the planet that was more down on Justin Fields than FantasyPoints.com. But they're asking me, Joe, should I drop Justin Fields for C.J. Stroud or should I drop Justin Fields for Danny Dimes? I said long-term, yeah. But I want to see it this week. The Broncos have offered zero. The Broncos gave up a three-score deficit to Sam Howell. And we'll talk about him. They gave up a three-score deficit to Sam Howell the week before getting 70 dropped on him by the Miami Dolphins. If Justin Fields cannot move the ball in this game, he's going to get benched by the Bears, and there's no reason he should be on any fantasy football team. Even We saw last year, Justin Fields can play poorly and put up big-time fantasy numbers with his legs. I don't know what the Bears would be doing if they don't have Justin Fields running wild in this game, um, but they should. I am curious to see what Justin Fields does in this game because they should be able to move the football against the Chicago Bears. What about Russ and Cortland Sutton and the boys? Well, this is not Russell Wilson's fault. Now, the Broncos fans, and and very justifiably so, might be like, I want to get out of the Russell Wilson era because the vibes have been horrendous since he got to Denver. And that's fair. That's fair. But to blame this on Russell Wilson is not fair. Sean Payton's got Russell Wilson out there down 50 points at the end of the game. Come on, man. It's not his fault that this is happening. But Russ and the boys should have some success against the Chicago defense. The Chicago D these might be the two worst defenses in football right now. Cortland Sutton's had a solid season so far. 
had a touchdown go off his hands against the Dolphins. Not that it would have mattered, but he should have caught it. Jerry Judy back to having 81 yards receiving. And for the love of God, Sean Payton, can we please get Marvin Mims some more snaps? Like, every time the guy's out there, he's catching a 30-yard pass. Runs eight routes a week. Come on, man. Let's get Marvin Mims some more reps. He's another guy to pick up on your waiver wire uh, if maybe you missed out on the Chargers receivers this week. By the way, tickets for this game are still over $100, believe it or not, two winless this, teams. It's the horror movie. So you got to go to Game Time. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Look, if you're watching us on video or YouTube, dot com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you see I've got the game time app on my phone. I love the exclusive flash deals. I love getting the game time guarantee. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, so again, create an account and redeem code FEAST, F-E-A-S-T, for $20 off, download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Big, big fan of the Game Time app. And uh, big fan of this next game, Joe, because it's the Browns hosting the Ravens, two teams that kind of went in different directions this past Sunday. So um, this is the point of the season where the eye test and the stats often start to align. That's not always the case. Um, Trevor Lawrence uh, might be an example of that, but this is the case with the Browns' defense. By just about any film study or advanced metric you could possibly imagine, the Browns' defense has been elite, elite through three weeks of the season, Ross. And for my purposes, no metric is more impressive than the fact that Cleveland is contacting opposing ball carriers on average a half a yard behind the line of scrimmage so far this year. That's by far the best metric in the NFL. Um, this is just ridiculous. Cleveland's allowed just one offensive touchdown all year. It was through the air. That was to George Pickens. Moreover, the Ravens might be down Gus Edwards and Justice Hill in this game. Edwards is in the concussion protocol. Justice, Justice Hill has been dealing with a toe injury. I know there's going to be some people desperate out there. Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake. There could not be a worse possible matchup to need one of these Ravens running backs for a fill-in. This is the week. I think Lamar Jackson's been playing pretty damn well through three weeks of the season. That game last week was just a weird one against the Colts. If Todd Monken's going to start airing it out, this is the week they're going to have to do it because I think the Ravens are going to be made one-dimensional through the air by this nasty Browns defense, which, by the way, not that it's like a pass-funnel defense like the Titans. You just can't run on them whatsoever. What about Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense, Joe? That's the best he's looked. Yeah, so that was one of the things. I don't know if I mentioned it exactly on the podcast last week, but you needed Deshaun Watson to look good against the Titans because nobody can run the ball in Tennessee, and everybody can throw it on Tennessee. Tennessee is a true pass-funnel defense in that they're really good against the run and really bad against the pass. I thought Watson played well. Um, he still made the absolute boneheaded decision on that I mean, that was Wentzian, the, the the move to throw the ball 15 yards backwards when, to try to avoid a sack that a lot Elijah Moore had to go retrieve from him. Um, that was a bizarre decision, but otherwise he played a clean game. 
Uh, let's see if the Ravens, who have had some injuries defensively, notably to the cornerback Marlon Humphrey, are going to be healthier this week. I'm still not 100% there on Deshaun Watson because I if you're paying the guy $250 million. He needs to look good against the Tennessee Titans, but it is an encouraging sign. You'd rather he look good in a good matchup than look bad in a good matchup. For Steelers-Texans, Joe, on the Texan side, you said this last week, C.J. Stroud just keeps looking better and better. Yeah. I, like, And by the way, they can't run the football. Damian Pierce hasn't averaged three and a half yards per carry in a single game so far this year. Their offensive line is not opening holes. I like Damian Pierce, but he's not a guy who's going to create behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but despite those offensive lines, I mean, C.J. Stroud hasn't thrown a pick through three games. He's getting the ball to these young receivers. You know, Nico Collins had a big game in week two. Tank Dell had a big game in week three. And I think Tank Dell's legit, by the way. Like, he's the guy people are asking, should I? Yes, he should be rostered in every single league. I know he's small, but C.J. Stroud has made a huge connection with him. He is for real. This team's spunky. It's got some players. Robert Woods is kind of the perfect complement to these young receivers. They can move the chains with Robert Woods on third downs. Uh, and and Nico Collins and Tank Dell can make the big plays. Like, I kind of like Houston. I, I don't think they're going to be good. You know, I'm sure Stroud's going to take some step back in a game where he's going to get pressured more. But the Jaguars... But it, it is pretty wild, Joe, to your point, that he's played this well behind that offensive line. Uh, yeah. And with those receivers, looking forward to getting the Pittsburgh side of this on episode number two here of the Fantasy Feast podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.